You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. James McConey with us. Always enjoy this slot on a Sunday afternoon. How are you, mate? I'm all right, thanks, Piney. It was a tough night for you last night with the Phoenix. I, I, I was listening to your call, and I, I could just hear in your voice just you know a bit of uh, enthusiasm, uh, ever so slightly drifting away. Well, it doesn't matter because the women play this afternoon, and I'm, I'm going to get the chance to to uh, to redress the balance and uh, get enthusiastic about the club again when they play yeah. Melbourne Victory. Hey, now how good's Test cricket, uh, especially on a terrible wicket uh, when we've got some reasonable spinners? Oh, I know, and this is the thing. Test cricket still matters, right? That's the. I mean, it doesn't matter. Nobody might turn up, but it's a TV event, really. And um, and of course, we've had some great test matches, like at the Basin last year, where people did turn up for that final day. And I mean, look, nobody turned up for the Hunger Games, right? But it was still an amazing uh, event, um, quite deadly. Uh, but as a movie, five stars. That's just as an aside. But basically, with uh, Glenn Phillips, we've got someone who looks like a star, seems like a star, and has just it's almost like a very early coming of age for him. Yeah, and I just love how he, he just plays the game of cricket, regardless of the colour of the ball or the duration of the game. He tends to, to play it with an attacking intent, an enthusiasm, a vigour. I just like what he's all about, don't you? Uh, exactly, and you know what? Having him down there at number seven, remember there were no fireworks in that um, famous Aussie batting lineup until Gilchrist came in at seven, right? So mm. there's nothing wrong with having somebody coming in at that, that spot and just absolutely launching. And, you know, maybe just protecting them a little bit, perhaps from the moving ball. But, um, yeah, long may it last. I, I think, look, people were worried about Ratch and Ravindra not getting a um, a run. But if they were protecting him from what was a terrible wicket, then, then maybe we should applaud that decision. Um, but I think the future is with Ratchin in there and Glenn. Other matters around. Bowden Barrett is coming back to New Zealand. He'll play in Japan for the first bit of 2024, come back and be available for test matches from the middle of next year. Over the next four years, heading to the next World Cup, how do you expect this to play out for Bowden Barrett? Um, I think he'll get that team jersey. I think I think uh, Razor will let him uh, run the cutter and give him the keys. Um, to me, that probably... I mean, it's, it's a bit of a bummer for Damian McKenzie... Uh, especially the way he played for the Chiefs last year and for the All Blacks when he did play 10. I thought he was really good. But we're talking about a guy who won uh, two World Rugby Players uh, Player of the Year awards playing at 10. And also, I always feel with the first fives that any of the awkwardness that they've had or any of the disappointment is is really money in the bank, the stuff that they can learn from. And it's the only way that you learn. And it's in the same way that Lionel Messi had an entire... Uh, career of uh, disappointment at World Cups, but finally got his moment. You know, you still have to back that class. So with Bowden, um, I think that he's still a really good uh, world-class number 10, and will probably he probably won't be kicking goals, so he might need his brother outside him. Um, that's fine as well. And I think he was actually even carrying a bit of an Achilles problem in France, so maybe we haven't seen him put the foot down for a while either. So there's all these factors that come into play, but I'm all for Bowden at 10. All right. I chatted to Kurt Capewell yesterday on the show. Seemed like a, a terrific bloke. Uh, great signing for the Warriors. Uh, are we are we, are we, we willing to call 2024 our year yet or, or, or not? I think I think we can call it um, our year. I mean, I, always, I, I, I was certain about that for 2023 as well, but what Capewell gives you is that 
hard and state of origin level forward who has skills as well. Um, I think I've seen him drop a goal from a very precarious position. Um, hey, if we need it, it's there. It's uh, it's in the toolkit. But really, it's um, just having a, a really good offloading edge forward is something that I think the the Warriors have been missing for a while. And um, and you know he, he's a he's a strong hole runner as well. But then you think about Roger Tuivasa-Sheck coming back into the mix. The you know the reemergence of Sean Johnson as a force in the game. And all remember all those injured players coming back as well um, in the halves at standoff. There we've got we've got um, players. I think even Rocco Berry. I was always worried about have we got a blockbusting centre. I think he's also shown that he's come of age. So look, I think the the sky's the limit for the Warriors, and um, we've got stars. Yeah, I can't wait for twenty twenty four to roll around. I really can't. Hey, um, just before you take off, um, I'm not sure if you've been watching the in season tournament for the NBA. Uh, Pacers Lakers. I think the final of this in season tournament this afternoon. Yeah, it's this afternoon on ESPN. I'm going to ch- uh, tune in and then I'm going to switch over and listen to you, Piney. Promise. But I think um, what it's done is the NBA has pretty much re- realised that they needed to change their sport and they needed something new. So having an in season tournament where it's regular season games. Just they chose a a, a segment of of normal re- regular season games, and if you did well enough, you made the quarterfinals, semis, and then the final today. So this is something that I think all sports organisations need to think about. I've always maintained that the Ranfurly Shield, an old idea, is one of the best is one of the best things, especially in a contact sport where you really do defend your turf. Imagine the NFL picking up on that. Um, and having the you know the best team at home, the fortress. But this is something where I think a lot of sports are going to head now, which is it can't just all be on the, the end of the year. There's got to be something for fans, for the, the TV audience. But what makes me laugh is that they say, well, they're saying yesterday, hey, it's only for $500,000. And I thought, oh, is that for the whole team? But no, it's for each player. Oh, only half a mil. <laughs> my God! All right, mate. Great to tell. Any musical, uh, any musical outro for us today? We we uh, we played your Phoenix song was it last week. Any musical outro for us today? Look, Piney, nothing from my back catalogue. Um, uh, but there's something that did catch my eye. Um, definitely better musicians than me. I'll give them that, and better singers. And that's the St Andrews College uh, School Band in Christchurch. They've gone viral for their cover of the Led Zeppelin classic, Stairway to Heaven. And a lot of the buzz surrounds their guitarist, Mia Fraser, who's year 13. And she absolutely nails the Jimmy Page solo. So that's it from me. Well done, Mia. And that down in Christchurch. Here, Piney. Enjoy uh, Sunday. Catch you next week. Good man, James. Thanks so much. Yeah, here is this incredible version of Stairway to Heaven. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.